you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, Oliver Banks here, and I'm delighted that you could tune in today for episode 54 of the Retail Transformation Show. This episode marks a really big milestone for the podcast. It's just been the first birthday for the show. So now for one whole year, we have been able to spend more time together each week diving into the interesting, the challenging, but the ever so important world of retail transformation. And my aim throughout has always been to bring you the insight, the ideas and the inspiration that you need to make your retail transformation a success. So I hope I'm succeeding in that mission for you. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to serve you week after week and I've been quite proud of the incredible guests and all of the golden nuggets that we've managed to cover off in just one year of the show. So in this episode, I'm pulling out a selection of those golden nuggets and reflecting on why I think they are quite so important. I'm proud to have a really rich archive for you to dive back into and I do thoroughly recommend you go back and and take a little listen to some of the episodes that I'm going to reference today. And I'm also going to have a second part looking back at those golden nuggets. So make sure you subscribe and come back next week for the second part of this little golden nugget whirlwind that we're going to create together. And as always, I would love to hear from you, whether that's on social media, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Oliver Banks if we're not already connected and do feel free to reach out and connect. Just let me know that you're a listener. Or if you're on Twitter, then you can find me at Ollie underscore Banks, O-L-L-I-E underscore Banks. Or hey, you can even drop me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. It would be great to hear from you around which of these golden nuggets really resonate for you. And I look forward very much to hearing from you. Show notes from today you can find over at obandco.uk slash 54. Right, let's get straight on into this one. The first golden nugget I wanted to share with you was from George McDonald, the executive editor of Retail Week. And this is coming at you from episode 23 and 24 about what's in store for the future of retail. Take a little listen. What do you think, George, are the biggest shifts going on in retail right now? Um, I think there's a couple of really big things that um, I would flag. Uh, The first one isn't particularly new but it's still causing so much disruption. And that is the impact of new technology and how that's changing uh, consumer behavior and expectations. And I think the other thing is uh, what people are choosing to spend on. 
you know, there's much more competition now for disposable spend from the leisure sector, you know, whether it's restaurants or long weekends, all these sorts of things. Um, and retailers uh, have to really remind themselves of their purpose, I think, um, and really approach it almost, well, in a simple rather than a simplistic way. Um, as Alex Baldock mentioned in the, the session you just referred to, you need a really good answer to the question, what are you for? And I think uh, everything these days starts from that. You know, when times were good, you didn't really have to think too hard about that question. There was plenty of cake for everybody. Sure. Um, whereas now there's much greater competition for that cake, not just from retailers, but from other types of business. And, you know, really powerful new competitors, things like Spotify, the amount of time that people spend on their smartphones. You know, time is uh, a competitor these days, I think. That was from a fantastic interview with George there. And even in that short little snippet, there was so much to take away. I loved the concept of time being a competitor. Have you ever considered time being a competitor for your business? And of course, it raised the massive, massive point about purpose, about relevance, around reason for being. And that actually has come up in episode after episode after episode. It's been such a common theme, the whole point about having a purpose. And that brings me on to the next of the Golden Nuggets. And really to drive that point of purpose home, here is Steve Leach, sales director over at Nicer Retail. So the purpose and, and the, the, the reason for our creation was to really ensure that independence had the opportunity to compete with large scale multiples in terms of the, the proposition that they, they put to their, to their customers. When Dudley and, and Peter started the business um, all those years ago in 1977, it was so that they could consolidate the buying power of lots of individual partners so that the independent retailers could buy the goods at a scale that made them competitive to compete. And, and actually, fast forward to where we are now, it's exactly the same story. So NICER and Co-op are now buying jointly and our joined upscale allows us to pass on the competitive cost of goods to our nicer partners to still allow them to compete. And I think the, the real point of difference for us is the flexibility if you are a nicer retailer in terms of how you tailor what's available to us into the local market. So that was Steve Leach coming at you in episode 37 and 38. And what I really, really loved about that one was the fact that Steve shared the purpose of NYSA, the original purpose, the founder's purpose. Why did they set up that company, that association? And what I really, really loved is the fact that that still rings true today. So if you're not sure on your purpose, then you could really find some massive value by going back to why the founders set up the company in the very first place. Maybe that is your entire reason for being. And hopefully it still rings true today. And I could bring you many, many more clips about purpose and having a, a reason to shop in your store with your business. But frankly, I think you'd probably get a bit bored. But you have to take my word for this. This is a massive message 
from across the last year of the Retail Transformation Show. Having a purpose is so important for your retail business in this competitive, fast-moving, challenging retail marketplace that we find ourselves in today. It gives consumers a real reason to shop with you. So do please make sure you have that purpose and you make it happen. Next up, I'm taking a little look back at episode 16 and 17, where we welcomed the authors of the fantastic book Amazon, Natalie Berg and Maya Knights. Here's the golden nugget from them. In, in selling everything and focusing so much on how they sell it, I think there's a twofold opportunity. The one I've already talked about is focusing on the fun aspect of how you sell what you sell making that experience pleasurable and one you want to share and talk about to your friends and recommend. And then also focusing on a really well curated range of products that doesn't give you everything, but takes you more easily, more quickly to the products that you're looking for and giving you more information, more more curated content about those products so that you can find out more about their provenance. I think There is definitely room in those two areas that Amazon has left for other retailers to explore. And actually, it goes back to the core of what retailing is. It's to be a merchant. It's to know who your customers are. It's to give them their best experience. And it's to curate the best range for for the customers that you know. So I think there's a lot that retailers can exploit from what Amazon can't do. Just to add to what Maya's already said, um, I, you know, I think that we say in this in the book that Amazon is great for buying, it's great for purchasing, but pretty awful when it comes to shopping. <laughs> you make this uh, the reference of Amazon very functional, but not very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I think in the future, we will see a divergence between functional and fun shopping. And the functional side is going to become even more functional as Amazon looks to things like auto replenishment and this idea that in the future, we'll spend less time buying the essentials, the, the, boring, but, the boring but essential stuff. Um, and that will free up time. Now, what I really liked there was that whole relationship when it comes to Amazon about fun and functional. And one of the big concepts in Natalie and Maya's book was all about what Amazon can't do. And if you are not Amazon, then you must consider how you can compete with Amazon, the e-commerce juggernaut. Well, they're not even just e-commerce anymore, right? They're moving more into physical stores and more into different types of commerce as well. So they're just a general retail juggernaut and it's not even just retail anymore, right? So you must look at what Amazon can't do. And that could provide that point of differentiation that allows a bit more fun in the shopping trip. Next up, I'm staying with some of those earlier episodes. And this is from episode 14, where we had a selection of guests sharing what was exciting about retail here in 2019. This is Richard Hammond, founder of Uncrowd. Take a listen. What really excites me about this year is seeing retailers wake up to a retail, I mean us, seeing us as an industry wake up to the fact that customers are now in charge, that a retailer can no longer say, what are our customers doing? What do our customers want? Because you don't have customers. You have people who sometimes use you as the solution to their uh, shopper mission. That changes everything. 
Because if we start to think like that, then we start to think what we need to create is an engagement, is an environment that's incredibly easy to shop, that's fantastically attractive when you do so. We need to align our friction and rewards so that we understand how to make our customers that we already have want to stay with us and how we create stores that people want to come to. So you do not have customers. Wasn't that an earthquake for you? You do have instead people that sometimes choose you to complete their shopper mission. Richard dropped a real bombshell there and everything he's doing and and the rest of the Uncrowd team as well with friction and reward is just brilliant. And if you've not taken a little look at what they are doing, then you really must do. And I think if you take that mindset of people that sometimes choose you, then it brings it back round. And one of the big themes I've seen as I've been doing more reading this year is this whole concept of mediocre retail. Here is one of the solo shows that I did. This is episode 21. Take a listen. Retail experts are declaring retail isn't dead. Mediocre retail is or boring retail is. But what exactly do we mean by mediocre retail? What is boring retail? Because let me tell you about the businesses that have unfortunately fallen into administration or who have had to issue profit warnings or have taken some other drastic form of action. Now, I'd be happy to bet that none of them set out a strategy to be a mediocre retailer. None of them sat in a board meeting or a strategy meeting and decided to be boring. None of them. And they didn't realise they were boring. They didn't just accept that they were a mediocre retail and go, eh, that's all right. So how do you know that you're not just another mediocre, boring retailer? So how would you really genuinely recognise if you were a mediocre, boring run-of-the-mill retailer because it's not obvious and actually again it's another big theme how are you going to be honest with yourself how are you going to take a critical look at your own business to work out what needs to be done because if you cannot do this then that's a bit of an alarm bell I have to be honest and it's actually one of the big challenges with completing a transformation I have a downloadable transformation trifecta, which I've mentioned in a number of different episodes, and you can pick that up on today's show notes page over at obandco.uk slash 54. And the first element of that transformation trifecta is about having a strong will to change. Because if you do not have that honesty, if you do not have that critical self-assessment, that transformation is really at risk, right? from the first step. So if you've not downloaded that free transformation trifecta, do go and take a look at that. Now we couldn't be talking about retail transformation for an entire year without talking about different channels, right? Here is another one of my solo shows. This is episode 51. Consumers are now shopping across all of the different channels open to them. But Your customers do not view your channels like you do. Your customers do not care. If they see your brand in your flagship store or in another store 
or in your online store, or on social media, or in your marketing, or anywhere else, in fact. That is your brand. They're not thinking in a siloed approach, perhaps like your organization is set up to think in. Instead, customers want to have a relationship with your brand, and they're finding it confusing, even frustrating when it's disjointed. Customers are looking for more meaningful relationships with the brands that they choose to spend their hard-earned money with as well. They want to know that companies and brands are helping them solve their problems. They want to know that companies and brands stand for something, that they have a purpose. And actually, with so much choice, they're very much asking the question subconsciously, why should I care about your brand? And why should I spend my money with you? And if you can't answer that in a very clear way, then there is going to be trouble ahead. With so much choice available, with so much data available, with so much visibility available, consumers are now very much in control of the retail industry. And it is our job as retailers to respond to that. It is our job as retailers to react and to start serving consumers, to start serving our customers. And I don't just mean in a customer service perspective, but really serve, really look after, really host consumers. So you can begin to see how some of these different concepts are coming together now, right? There is a huge amount of competition and customers are absolutely asking, why should they choose you? Why should they care about your business when there are a hundred other different businesses selling perhaps the exact same product, particularly if it's a commoditized branded product that is the same wherever you buy it from. Why should people choose you? Have a purpose, right? Customers absolutely are in control of the retail marketplace right now. And that has shifted the balance quite a lot this year, which I think is exciting, but it is challenging as well. Then in episode 42 and 43, we welcomed Polly Barnfield OBE. Polly is the founder of Maybe and is so passionate to help you and to help your retail business get the very most out of social media. She recognizes that the customer is in control and dropped this massive metaphor to help illustrate it to us. Here we go. The consumer's behavior has overtaken the rule book. The consumer has run off the pitch with a ball and nobody's really noticed, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> We're still, you know, the companies are still playing rugby and tackling the hell out of each other, but the consumers run off and they're on the next pitch. Because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your content and I'm nearby, but you don't talk to me. And I think that's where, when you pick apart the strategies of people like Primark, Hobbycraft, B&M, uh, lush, they're all doing it slightly differently, but they're all smashing the numbers. They're doing well, but they have got that blend of digital and physical right, and they are pleasing the customer. And ultimately, that's what retail is about, right? It's about how do you please your customer and how do you sell the product. Social is not for selling per se. Social is for engaging your customer in the right way, in the right time, with the right message. They've nailed it. So do you recognize that the customer is not even on the field anymore? 
I hope so. Because the market is shifting and evolving. Physical retail still takes up a huge percentage of the retail marketplace. Let's not beat around the bush. There is very much still life in physical retail yet. And there is still going to be life in it for a long time yet. It's not dying, but it is evolving. And to help prove that point, we're seeing more and more pure play e-commerce players coming into physical retail, making that leap from online to offline. Now, way back in episode 19 and 20, I welcomed Jennifer Fruhoff to the show and Jennifer was talking to us about how these pure play e-commerce players are moving into physical retail and some of the challenges that they are experiencing along the way. And I still think there are lessons in there for physical retailers, classical physical retailers as well. One particularly important point was all about staff training. Here's Jennifer going into a little bit more detail. One of the things I've seen a lot of online brands underestimate is the importance of people and staff training. And that comes to basic things like just acknowledging the customer when they walk into a store. So I've been in some stores on the online players have opened in London, where I go in, I don't even see staff in the store, or there's one person or two people and they're wandering around or preoccupied with another customer. And I'm in there for a good, I was in one for a good 15 minutes, really looking intently at products, taking things over to a mirror, trying them. And I had nobody approach me and ask me if I needed any help, even though I was looking around looking for somebody and making it quite obvious that I wanted help. And I think that's just a very obvious mistake that you've got to think through that, that people are coming into your stores, yes, because they want to try the products, but sometimes they also want advice. They want to talk to somebody. They want a little bit of help with what they're looking at. Yes, that's right. People are so important to really delivering on your shopping trip, but I'm sure you already knew that. But staff training absolutely is still critical to be able to serve customers in the way that they wanted to be served. However, staff training can sometimes be seen as a bit of a compliance activity, right? Have you done the training? Yes or no? Tick. So when I invited Paul Jocelyn on in episode 32 and 33, we explored about how do you create a really positive learning culture that will help to transform your workforce and thus help transform your retail operation. Here is Paul Jocelyn. Back to the original premise, if we think about training for compliance and scaling efficiency, optimization. The idea that through some sort of magical knowledge transfer mechanism, often in a training room, <laughs> uh, to your point, followed up with a, a sort of check in the box on a, on a record card, we seem to derive confidence that people understand what's expected. They are more confident to go and execute that in their particular part of the store or of the operation. And therefore, we've got a higher proportion of our people delivering what we need them to do in the way we define they should do it at the point when we need it to be done. So do you have the keys to perform that magical knowledge transfer? If not, then do go and take a listen to those episodes with Paul Jocelyn there, 32 and 33. 
And that wraps up this first part, looking at the golden nuggets that came out from episodes over the last year. As I mentioned earlier, I'd love to know which ones of these really resonated with you, or if you have other golden nuggets. And remember, there are going to be a lot more coming at you in part two, which you can find next week. So if you've not already done so, please hit subscribe to make sure that you keep up to date with new episodes that are coming out every single Monday. So drop me a note on LinkedIn or Twitter or email and let me know what you thought. I'll put all of the links for those episodes and for my contact details over on the show notes page today, which you can find at obandco.uk slash 54. I look forward to hearing from you and have a fantastic week. Cheerio.